Alright, let's go. Okay, now let's go. One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, y'all heard. heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. I'm not, not related. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a podcast. I'm not going to try either. Hey! No, this is a show where two, where two superheroes combine forces to fight off um, the forces. Sorry, I, I didn't reread this. Um, of people trying to oh. fill your head with boring stuff. And we shoot your brain full of knowledge beams and hilarious telepathic messages. Whoa. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know. You needed to know. Are you eating a Swedish fish? I'm eating Twizzlers. Oh, I'm so jealous. Pete, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah, we got some phone calls this week, so I'm going to go ahead and pass. But let's not even do an icebreaker. I'm so tired. And I'm just... How am I? I'm really tired. (laughs) I was really tired, too. I I managed to get, like, a 15-minute nap in. I I slept for an hour and I oh, excuse me you were like oh, I'm gonna take a nap but I didn't even think anything of it and then I got so sick midday and only sleep would make it feel better do you ever get so sleepy that you become nauseous what happens to me now that's fun <laughs> um it's so I got home and I yes I was like man I need a break from the computer <clears throat> Marissa also <laughs> said today I'm gonna need a break from the computer before we do the podcast yeah. So as I'm curling up on my couch to take a nap and close my eyes, I think to myself, I wonder what Marissa does when she says, take a break from the computer. <laughs> At first I was packing, and then I just fell asleep. But I did have the, comp- the TV on, which I was like, I'm not really taking a break, am I? But I like to have supermarket sweep in the back. No, not supermarket sweep. Stop saying that. <laughs> I like to have supermarket stakeout in the back. Huge difference. Oh. I- um, listeners, if you're interested, I don't mind a Leslie Jones one. Oh, Super it's sweet. sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I don't even know what it is, and don't tell me. Uh, yeah, should we just cut out icebreakers? For this week's icebreaker, we're going to react to phone calls. Oh. <laughs> We've got great fans, and sometimes they call to remind. Us. If you follow us on Patreon, we'll have video footage of that. Just kidding. <coughs> if you would uh, like us to respond to your phone calls, you can give us a call at 570-POD-WOD-1. Like these people have. Hey, Pete and Marissa. I just listened to your episode on latte art. Uh, this is uh, Patreon like number three, I guess. Um, and uh, you guys seem kind of down on the latte art, uh, Pete in particular. You seem to think it was kind of a stupid waste of time. But what about this? What if somebody made Groundhog latte art? I Ooh. challenge you to say that would be a stupid waste of time. Imagine Punxsutawney Phil in your latte. Think about that while you think about this. <laughs> <laughs> he should have said, sip on that. Um, 
Yep. So, Marissa, if you had to have latte art in the shape of something, what would it be? Did it, was I down on latte art? I don't even know anymore. Uh, you were down on my excitement for latte art. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was disturbed by you more than the latte art. Uh, you know, we didn't even talk about, like, puffy latte art where, like, it's three-dimensional. It's like an animal like, coming out at you. Have you seen one of those? No, maybe. I follow so many. I feel like I've seen something like that with marshmallows before. <clears throat> oh, maybe it was actually latte art and you just didn't give them credit for a cheese set. <laughs> uh, why don't you answer first? Well, there's a couple of things about latte art that, believe it or not, in the hours of research that I did, I didn't realize. And the only way that I realized it is because YouTube decided to magically change my um, algorithm to show me latte art videos now. <laughs> I was working in the field of latte art in which you have the, let's just say, like, you have the coffee in the cup, and then you pour the cream, or you pour the, the I'm just going to say cream because I don't give a shit anymore, <laughs> on top. <laughs> in order to make a design. Mm -hmm. There is apparently a world that exists where there's an inverse. And so instead of it coffee on top of the latte instead of it being instead of it being a mostly brown background with white making the design, there's a mostly white background and the coffee comes through in the to make the design. That's cool. And these can be achieved with a latte art printer. Um, Please don't give us a uh, 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 mini latte art episode. <laughs> and so now I have another 15 minutes to tell you about. <laughs> no. Um, so I discovered that a lot of times if you are in a place that's like really busy and you get latte art, it's because they're using a sort of like printer kind of thing to just like you put in the cup, you select a design, it dumps it out and you pull it out and give it to the person. So... Oh, yeah, I got that in Disney World. Um, I was still impressed. I would, I would, uh, I would use a duck. Of course. I would use a duck, is what I said, everybody. <laughs> he would use a duck. I would like a duck latte art. Okay. I would like latte art of a duck. This is how, th I'm now speaking the way that I write stuff. I have to go back, backspace, backspace. <laughs> I would like Bow and Yang. Latte it's art. My, what? You would like him to be your latte art? I, I wouldn't like him to be my latte art. I don't know what that means. I would like his face in the latte art. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't like the man to somehow be my latte art. Don't really know what that means. Yeah, just like. His face, like a headshot. I really like Bo and Yang. I'm glad, though, that uh, Mike brought up Punxsutawney Phil, because I had been meaning to tell you, Mike, in case you hadn't heard this before. Um, my girlfriend's daughter misheard Punxsutawney Phil, and whenever she sees a groundhog, she calls the groundhog Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because of Punxsutawney. <laughs> How old is that daughter? 
I don't know why she started doing it, but she's 10 now. And I was like, oh, my God, that's uh, beautiful, of course. I love it. Uh, I thought you were going to say my girlfriend's daughter's Punxsutawney Phil, which wouldn't have made sense. That that would be shocking. I know. Uh, Okay, hit me with another call. Okay. Hi, this is Alex. On a recent episode of Y'all Heard, he was discussing how he follows the WNBA and what team he should be rooting for this season. Um, And I think this is a great thing for my family to look into. We don't follow any sports, except for if the Olympics are on. But we don't watch the Olympics if they're hosted in China because of the genocide of the Uyghurs. At any rate, mm. my small children would probably not be interested in the WNBA, unfortunately, because most of the teams are abstract nouns like Liberty, Mercury, the Fever, the Sky, the Dream. Yeah. Uh, the names that I think really would resonate with them now are the Lynx, the Sparks, the Storm, and the Sun. Uh, I've come up with a suggested list of possible WNBA team names. These fall into three general categories of animals, professions, and devices. Here we go. So for the animal team names, I would suggest the ants, bees, frogs, koalas, swimmers, monkeys, raccoons, and squirrels. For okay. All right. <laughs> I appreciate where you're going here, Alex, but... I play for the Cleveland Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say that there is a transcript yes. that I'm at because I can't understand everything Alex says. Uh, it looks like he said frog pajamas. Yes. <laughs> which I appreciate. It says amp in frog pajamas off lemurs, monkey garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I would accept lemurs. Let's continue. <laughs> I will accept. Garbage collectors and workers. For professions, I would suggest firefighters, garbage collectors, and workers. For devices, the team names could be the safety glasses, the screwdrivers, drills, rotary cutting tools, reciprocating saws, <laughs> circular saws, band saws, chain saws, pole saws, lawn mowers, string trimmers, leaf blowers, pressure washers, and If the WNBA were to assign any of these names to uh, an existing team or one of the, you know, potential two teams that might be added uh, in the near future, my children would be much more likely to be interested in the WNBA. And I think this would be good for my children, that if they're following the WNBA instead of the NBA, uh, my children would become less enmeshed in the patriarchy and we would save money on streaming media services. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. For weighing in, as always, Alex, uh, I do hope they take your advice and name somebody Garbage Collectors. The Nashville Garbage Collector. <laughs> and The oh Omaha my- Leaf Blower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say, though, that one of the things that you can use as a sort of substitute is looking into, maybe like, maybe the team names are one thing, but you could also look into the mascots for each team. Um the number one mascot, according to some arbitrary list, actually does end up being the Washington Mystics. They have a. I will say that a lot of the a lot of the mascots don't have much to do with the team themselves. Um, the eight the Las Vegas Aces, for example, have a rabbit, and I'm not really sure how that's related. Why uh, would it be an anthropomorphic deck of cards? <laughs> 
Duh. Shit, I was going to say playing card, but you went the whole deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the ace is at the top, yeah, but like it should just be a whole deck, yeah. So the Washington Mystics have a mascot named Pax the Panda, and it looks like, like its eyes look like sloth eyes, so it looks kind of tired. <laughs> I mean, it should at least like have tarot cards in its head. Yeah, it should have a scarf on its head and big hoop earrings. <laughs> yeah, like I, well, yeah, it's something. I was trying not to go with the with the immediate stereotype, <laughs> but it should in some way indicate it can tell the future. I mean, they're the Washington Mystics, and if we're going for mystical. I mean, it should just be ethereal. It shouldn't be physical at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I would strongly suggest uh, the Dallas Wings for their mascot, which who is a um, a female unicorn. And I found it interesting in doing a little bit of quick research on this that you say the Dallas Vikings, the Dallas Wings. <laughs> oh, I see. I yawn. For all I know, I may have said Vikings. <laughs> Uh, All sorts of strange words are coming out of my mouth lately. (laughs) Um, The Dallas Wings are the only WNBA team that have a confirmed female mascot. Oh, I mean, does anyone have a confirmed male mascot? Actually, some of them do. I think the Liberty does, if I'm remembering correctly. But most of them are like just genderless animals. Yeah, do they have any confirmed gender non-binary? Uh, maybe, Marissa. It wasn't a joke, Pete. Probably the Indiana fever. What is the fever? Uh, a feverish duck with, like, a compress Ooh. on its head? Nice. <laughs> what is it, for real? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't be okay, ke- man. Everyone involved seemed to just phone it in. <laughs> I didn't... Ke- I'm sorry. Are you... <laughs> Are you calling me out for this? No, not you. The people who made that. All right, here's more Alex. <laughs> yeah, you. Hi, this is Alex. Uh, following up in print on my previous call, I forgot to mention the possible team names for the WNBA of the measuring tape. I really want... <laughs> if I can give a, a, a tip, Alex, I want a city associated with each one of these. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> the yeah although i'm having a hard time thinking of cities right now but the toronto the measuring tape. tape who did you have cleveland cleveland yeah the sister the sister team to the cavaliers the charlottesville cherry picker that's coming up yeah. in a moment here Rolls up the cherry tongue. picker guys also, I should comment on the main topic of the recent episode on latte art, because I'm a coffee aficionado, uh, the type who uses single-origin beans, light roasted. Uh, I measure my beans out with a scale that measures the Wow. But I do not measure the force that I exert when I tamp down the ground. Um, and I drink my coffee black, no milk, and so I find the latte art thing to be just not my speed. And I would, like, complain about the other type of coffee people from the type of coffee people that I am as being insufferable. But you know what? Like, they're happy. I'm happy. We've each found our own ways to be happy with coffee. And in a world where a lot of people try to get happy, they're doing things that harm other people. Like, if you could be happy enjoying a cup of coffee, whatever type of coffee it is, and it doesn't hurt other people, there are worse ways to find joy. Okay, fine. Alex, you know what? I kind of, I knew you weren't, I mean, I knew you weren't going to be a coffee 
art hater. And you know what? You're right. And I will say that the transcript says, uh, if you could be happy enjoying a cup of coffee, uh, whatever type of coffee it is, and it doesn't hurt other people dead, Maurice, way to find, like, okay, fine. <laughs> it was just as poignant. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't understand people who, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying like I judge it. I don't understand being so precise about the coffee. Um, can you tell me what really tastes so different? I mean, I know there's a difference between like burnt coffee and watery coffee, but like what is a single origin? I do know what a light roast is. I do like a light roast. Um, I mean, I like a blonde roast of ground coffee. And the amount I, I think would, I would just like to chime in and let the listeners know that I'm already bored with this. <laughs> Go ahead. Up. Go ahead, Marissa. <laughs> anyway, but no, I wanted to know like what difference does it make really? Like have you Yeah, just just tell me more about what you think that adds to the blend. I'm not a hater. I honestly want to know cuz maybe I want I'm half assing my coffee. Oh, sorry to bore you. <laughs> I buy Maxwell House decaf. Uh, I buy a Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee that is only half caffeine, half mushrooms. That's why you're hallucinating all the time. Shut up. <laughs> I wish it was that kind. Anyway. Um, yeah, and I, and I, I'm going to absorb this feedback. Also from Mike Finos, I'm going to absorb this feedback. Um... You'll find that both of you, actually, being patrons, will find that uh, I'm still hating on things based on a Pete's preview that went up this week. But I really did try to hit that point at the end of the show uh, to say that, you know, there are these people that are taking their work very seriously and uh, and finding artistic ways to express themselves through their work. And, uh, yeah, I think we could all do that. Although... See, here I go again. <laughs> I think sometimes there's there's uh the thing that always sticks with me, just you know, to let everybody know a little bit about me, Pete Phillips. Yes. Is um I feel like there's a lot of people out there that take a lot of things really seriously. Yeah. I really liked the video of uh I'm pretty sure it was Peter Chan. Um because he just seemed like this is something I'm doing. It's not yeah. like me, you know, super stressed out about this. And even in the comments on YouTube, people were like, he's so chill, but he's like competing in world championship or something. Um, so, yeah, I think I think all of it is important. But, you know, a lot of times when we get into the world of art and that sort of stuff, some things can get a little some things. Some things kind of just get a little like muddy and unclear and and very serious, you know, much I like you're talking about being a coffee snob there's a lot of art snobs out there too that might be like that's not art you know and it's kind of like i guess i feel like that's what i did with latte art yeah you know what i guess i do feel bad about that because me and my brother both do all types of art but it's just self-taught and might not be perfect but sometimes we feel like we're judged by like professional not professional like classically trained artists you know what pete stop judging (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know what? And Alex, 
maybe, I mean, if you want to, you can answer my question from before, but I just realized, like, I don't do tea art, but I do realize that I will only drink loose leaf tea. And yeah, I that's your like, tea art. Yeah, I don't like tea bags, and I like to be very particular about the color my tea is going to become based on what I steep in it. So you know what? I guess I just need to open up my mind. Sorry, everybody. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have more calls? There was a question raised in your last show about what's illegal about Fanny. Um, and Pete may have hit it on the head. I don't know. Uh, but I am pretty positive that in England, Fanny is slang not for a rear end, but for a woman's uh, vagina or coochie or whatever weird terms you might use for, uh, for that part of a woman's body. And that was James, unable to think of the word genitalia. <laughs> yeah, thank you, James. Uh, I will say, I did I played know this. I played this because I know that coochie is Marissa's yeah, least was, favorite word. <laughs> I was going to get to that. That was going to be the next part. First, I will say that I'm not sure who said, uh, but I think it might have been me. But yes, I did know that. But in U.S., Fanny is is thought to be butt by a lot of people. But yes, I did know that for England, unless I misspoke. Uh, yeah, I will say, guys, woman genitalia. Don't mind so many words. <laughs> I mean, don't even mind the p words. For some reason, there is something about the ooch part of cooch or coochie that is upsetting to me. James, I know you didn't know. I will not hold that against you. But please, if we talk about women's genitalia, use any alternative. (laughs) I just like that that's one of them that came up. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite things about James O'Meara is that when he gets really incensed and frustrated, he comes up with some of the kookiest words you could ever think of. (laughs) Like, Like if somebody hit his car like if you're talking to james about something you know he might throw out the f word he might throw out any number of words but like if somebody rear-enders his car i could see him looking into the rearview mirror and going oh fiddlesticks <laughs> that's awesome i used to do that when i was younger and was opposed to curch curching mm-hmm. cursing but he curses so i find that even more adorable so <laughs> fanny yeah. is a noun for buttocks and it is found in 1920 in American English from the earlier British meaning of vulva, not vagina. Gross. Go to our goop episode to find out the difference, James. Specifically the vulva? I didn't know that. In 1879, perhaps from the name of John Cleland's heroine of, in the scandalous novel Fanny Hill or Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure. The, By the way, if, you, if you're confused. If you're familiar with that book. (laughs) No. I was just going to be like, if you're not exactly sure of where the line, what what is vagina and what is fanny, I didn't learn until like the day. Uh, Um, That book came out in 1748. The female proper name is a diminutive of Francis. Uh, the genital sense is still the primary one outside the U.S., but is not current current in American English, a difference which can have consequences when U.S. TV programs and movies air in Britain. And that is know, from etymology. Etymology. It's from some etymology website. <laughs> no, it's 
saying fanny anyway. If I have a child, I'm just teaching them butt. I don't ever want a child to be like, ooh, duty, come out my fanny. Anyway, James, before we move on from this call, I just know that in the past you always thought I hated you. I just thought to share that I, it never occurred to me to share that. James, you know that there is a picture with you on it that has been on my fridge for years? It's a picture of me, you, and Pete from Lisa's wedding. So I just want to let you know that you are appreciated. That's it. If you're uh, not on my fridge, don't be jealous. <laughs> Can't wait to see how you're going to transition into this one. That's what you say to me some weeks. Oh, is, are we done? Uh, with phone calls, yeah, unless you want to do okay. an icebreaker, but... No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did the icebreaker, the latte art. <laughs> okay. So, not even... Uh, mm, okay. I hope you don't fully grasp what I'm about to talk about. If I didn't even know, I didn't know what this was until today. So, I was... <laughs> Is this about vulvas? <laughs> no, I knew... I didn't know. I learned about vulvas... I forget if it was during the Goop special. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was some Netflix documentary about sex, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and um, so I was reading the Takeout, a website I read every day for food news, and uh, it was talking about how restaurants are getting in on the metaverse. So I was like, "Ooh, let me read that," and. The beginning, like, okay, sorry, I didn't think about the best way to attack this. This is good, because between the two of us, I didn't think that you would hit the metaverse first. I, as I was doing this, I was like, this is something I should have made Pete do for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so at the beginning, I was like, you know what, I'm not really sure how to do the metaverse. Yes, I just say do the metaverse. No, yeah, that's the right way to say it. Yeah, so <laughs> if I'm off, if I'm saying the wrong things, don't interject because I'm going to get to what it is. But I'm just first going to get start with how I don't know what it was. Uh, the other day, I was on a train board and I was like, "Don't you like make avatars for the metaverse?" And I was like, "I love making avatars." And I googled like, "How do you get on or how how do you do metaverse? How do you get on metaverse?" And I was like, what the fuck? I don't understand it. And then I found a thing that helped me make an avatar. And then I was just like, and I do what with this now? And I was like, fuck, whatever. So anyway, so I saw this article. And I was like, ooh, maybe this will show me something. So in this article, uh, it first explains that a simplified version of the metaverse is where you have an avatar that lives a whole life within a greater virtual world. Uh, you make an avatar that can work, shop, eat in the metaverse, and is sort of like The Sims, uh, except that you can also build establishments and essentially create your own little habitat within the world. Um, but the biggest difference here between, let's say, Sims or maybe even Animal Crossing is that the metaverse is seeking to replicate the complexity of real life and even influence your real life. With paid products and services. Again, if this isn't what it is, don't correct me. No, I'm not. I'm just like, I want to meet the people who are like, you know what? Real life is, either way, real life is so good, we need to make a second one. Or real life is so bad, we need to make a new one digitally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is all a play for your money, everybody. (laughs) 
It's all toy. So, uh, so they're trying to influence your life with paid products and services that find ways to exist both on and off the virtual platform. And brands are working to figure out how to drive real-life purchases through the, met- through the metaverse, and that includes chain restaurants. So just for a short snippet, because this article is just an intro to the topic, uh, but from short snippets about how Wendy's and Chipotle are getting involved. Uh, as trade publication Nash- Nation's Restaurant News reports in its tech tracker section, Wendy's and Chipotle have each recently entered the metaverse with two different approaches to the experience. Wendy's has built the Wendyverse, where participants in Horizon Worlds, uh, a metaverse platform built by Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, can take their avatars to a virtual Wendy's restaurant and enjoy some virtual food with their virtual friends. People can play mini games in the Wendyverse as well. And then there's a real world world tie-in. Wendy's offered, quote-unquote, IRL, sausage or bacon, egg and cheese biscuits for the discounted price of $1.00 to customers from April to May to celebrate this new Wendyverse rollout. Wendy's just and really like, wants to be a breakfast spot, doesn't it? Yeah, it really <laughs> does. And those who kind of engage with Wendyverse also get a 10-piece chicken nugget to redeem. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, on the flip side, Chipotle... Let me get my phone. <laughs> Chipotle decided to quote-unquote gamify the experience of being in an actual Chipotle by inviting players of the game Roblox to build a virtual burrito. The experience has a much stronger tie-in to real-world benefits because the first 100,000 players to make their burrito in the metaverse earn burrito bucks, which they can use to exchange for a coupon code to get a free entree at Chipotle in the real world. Uh, Quote, we've tapped into play to earn an emerging engagement mode in the metaverse to launch our newest experience on Roblox that celebrates the iconic Chipotle burrito, says Chris Brandt, chief marketing officer at Chipotle. We're blending the metaverse and real-world elements of our brand to take the Chipotle fan experience to a whole new level. So this is where I'm going to stop and say... What the fuck? <laughs> so let me, let me highlight a couple things. One, uh, maybe I'm foolish, and maybe you knew this already. I thought metaverse was a proper noun. It is not. It is lowercase metaverse. But meta but is. Facebook, yeah, but meta. Yeah. Proper noun is what Facebook is now called. Also, I thought you just go on to said metaverse. And I guess I thought meta created the metaverse. Not that it created the concept of it, but I thought meta created an online interactive world that they called metaverse and and then i was like what the fuck is horizon world and why are they mentioning Roblox? i'm so confused how do i get out of metaverse i still don't get what it is so then i read more and i was even more confused <laughs> so i just i it? just listen i have never been to a chipotle um and you're like what is a chipotle <laughs> yeah I go into the virtual one first, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> but, like, I, I like Wendy's. I don't know yeah. if I want to go to a virtual Wendy's. I definitely don't want to go to a virtual I'm not one. going there for the ambiance. I'm going there for the Salvation Army, mash, like, uh, baked potato. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. On Animal Crossing, on Animal, in Animal Crossing, 
you can make food. There is a cafe, and you can make a restaurant. Um, once in a while, I go to the cafe to talk to the chefs, and I went to get coffee like twice in my life. Because after you've seen your digital person drink a cup of coffee, it brings nothing else to the table to do it again. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, yeah, nothing, I like looking at digital food, but there's no joy is added to my life in the act of watching a digital me eat digital food. So I can't imagine that. Anyway. But they can have as much gluten as they want. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is exciting. So... In Animal Crossing, you are looking at your avatar, and I'm pretty pretty sure The Sims is the same, right? Yeah. And in a metaverse situation like you're describing, is this like a thing where a headset would put me in the scene, or am I watching myself? Oh, shit. I don't actually have the answer to that. I That's think okay. It's like- <laughs> I'm, you know what? But- I'm very happy you don't. <laughs> okay. Well... Maybe at the end you'll have a better understanding, though I might not have the exact answer to that, but it will give you, by the end, you'll have a better understanding of metaverse experiences. Aren't you glad we didn't cover NFTs, guys? (laughs) I know. As I was reading this, I, like, life didn't feel real anymore. It's not. I got a handle on it after reading four articles. Um, What's really silly is that, like, what we're trying to do is build a simulation world, uh but it's like, the technology's not really there yet. That's what people complain about, right? Oh, but, like, exactly. it totally is because we are already in a simulation. Mm, <laughs> we are yeah. trying to build a simulation in a simulation. That's very true. Well, the people will stop complaining soon enough as more money is poured into it because the metaverse is pegged to become an $800 billion market by 2024 with tech giants like Facebook slash Meta, uh, Microsoft, Apple, and Google investing big money and making it a reality. So what exactly is the metaverse? Again, I just expected it to be like, well, it's just an online platform. And then I was like, then I read this and I was like, what the fuck? Okay. While the term has been floating around, the term metaverse has been floating around for the last few years. The word metaverse was first coined by author Neil Stevenson in his 1992 sci-fi novel, Snow Crash. In his book, Stevenson referred to the metaverse as an all-encompassing digital world that exists parallel to the real world. But in 2022, experts still aren't sure whether the metaverse in real life could evolve into something similar. The metaverse is a 3D version of the Internet and computing at large, says Matthew Ball, a venture capitalist and angel investor who's written a series of essays about the potential and structures of the metaverse. What the fuck is an angel investor? I didn't even notice that until do you know what that is. Oh, I think you're one of like the... He said it said early an angel, a venture capitalist and angel investor. Oh yeah, I think an angel investor is like one of the early people that brings a lot of money to the table. Oh. Okay. Without this angel, your your vision wouldn't be possible, so to speak. Okay, not to be confused with Corey Feldman's angels. Yeah, and also not to be confused with the devil investors who are the last ones there and. Take money. <laughs> Is that a real thing? It's not a real a thing. devil divester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What was he saying? Oh, according to Ball, 
there are two ways to place this in the current context. When these two technologies, uh, internet and computing, first emerged, all interactions were primarily text-based. Uh, for example, emails, messages, usernames, email addresses. Then they slowly became more media-based, as in photos, videos, live streams. The next elevation of user interface and user experience is into 3D. Secondly, if we think of a mobile phone as placing a computer in our pocket and the internet being available at all times, think of the metaverse as always being within a computer and inside the internet. Uh, that many didn't help me at all. <laughs> no, neither, but I was hoping someone <laughs> get something out of that. Uh, many experts look at the metaverse as a 3D model of the internet. So it like, is the internet, but it's a, in its 3D interactive form. Basically, a place parallel to the physical world where you can spend your digital life. A place where you and other people have an avatar and you interact with them through their avatars. Some also argue that the metaverse is the in the truest sense of the word doesn't actually exist yet. Uh, but yeah, I, w I do think what you said, I think it is like a first person interaction, not you seeing your avatar, because it's supposed to be you engaging with your surroundings. Right. Um, it's not real at this stage and won't become real until people have a single location they can go to to get in a virtual world they could live in, says Ibrahim Baghili, a cybersecurity expert and the founding director of the Connecticut Institute of Technology at the University of New Haven. Essentially, the metaverse is supposed to be a 3D version of the Internet that is seen as the next logical step of development and would ideally be accessed through a single gateway. So that is why I, I thought it was accessed through a single gateway. And that's why I was like, why are they mentioning Roblox? What is Horizon? What well, you're is never going to have a single gateway in a capitalistic society, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because there's, real like, you're always, you're always going to have competition. Like you described it. Facebook is looking at this. Google is looking at this. Apple is looking at this. Microsoft. So... But I can't what, imagine those companies ever going, you know what, we should work together towards a common good. <laughs> but a metaverse, but, uh, what isn't the understanding that in its truest sense, metaverse, you know, not proper noun, metaverse would have a single gateway the way we can all access the internet? Well, I guess so. But to that but, point, we also can't provide the internet for everyone yeah, right now. True. So yeah, That is true. Um, but what but this, what's nice about this, though, is that the people who can afford the metaverse are hopefully people that we don't want out in the real world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, a lot of experts define the metaverse slightly differently. Um, but in the simplest terms, it's a shared virtual space that is interactive, immersive, and at least ideally hyper-realistic. It would also include your customized avatar and digital assets and would likely be recorded on a blockchain. So no, Marissa... Thank it is, God. Yeah. So no, Marissa, it is not just some sort of, like, new place to game. Um, because the metaverse is far more expansive than a video game. Um, but the gaming world has adopted a sort of metaverse in its most rudimentary form. Like, for instance, uh, the online shooter Fortnite... Uh, has users 
have a personal avatar that they use to engage and interact with other players' avatars while also earning virtual currency to unlock outfits for their avatar. I mean, many PC games are like that. Yeah. Um, and perhaps the closest existing iteration to the Envision metaverse is the game Second Life, a simulation game that lets users experience virtual reality in which their avatar could shop, eat, shower, and do everything they would in real life. I once tried to play Second Life, and I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I think because you need to pay real money to actually do good things. Um, At work, we tried to do that um, from an educational perspective. And by the time you got, like, as I'm sure you can imagine, not just necessarily students, but by the time we got every single person on the island, like, class time was over. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely didn't deliver what I was hoping. Um, according to technologists, the metaverse will take their virtual reality experience to the next level, allowing users to float into the virtual world to do everything from buy land and host parties to even get married through digital avatars, which technically you can't, but whatever. Um, so again, I'm just like, how do I access the metaverse? I was so confused because I was like, I want to make an avatar and do whatever. I really just thought it was like The Sims or some shit. But, you know, obviously we're learning it's not. Uh, and there is currently no single gateway access to the metaverse. Uh, and experts suggest acquiring some hardware if you truly want to be immersed in the experience. That can range from affordable hardware such as the $10 Google Cardboard to the mid-range Oculus Quest 2 headset, which will cost you about $300, or even the high-quality $999 Valve Index VR system. Um, so, according to the cybersecurity expert I mentioned earlier, Bagheeli, um, he basically compares the metaverse in its current form to the Apple App Store. Um, because at this point, you have multiple platforms that offer experiences into this virtual reality situation. Um, but or whether you I, I have an Android phone. <laughs> well, then I guess you can't do it. <laughs> um, basically, the same way. This guy like, can't even come up with metaphors that are that are one gateway. <laughs> well, you like basically like oh, you know, I want a puzzle game. I have a billion different puzzle games I can choose from from on the App Store. Um, you're like oh, I want to have an augmented reality metaverse experience well you pick which like provider you want to go with uh there are multiple heavyweights offering a variety of experiences from gaming and virtual workspaces to live entertainment and real estate uh some of the most uh well-known platforms include decentraland axie infinity sandbox again fortnite and roblox are also considered in this and Horizon, which is created by Facebook slash Meta. I really wish Facebook didn't change its name to Meta because I find it yeah. so fucking confusing. And yeah, this I, I'm ugh. anyway. Um, so as Horizon, also known as Horizon Worlds, is Facebook slash Meta's first attempt at releasing something that resembles. Mark Zuckerberg's ultimate vision of what he wants the metaverse to be. It's an expansive multiplayer platform that meshes Roblox and the Oasis VR world from Ready Player One, which is a book and a movie, uh, which I have not seen or read. Um, it requires a Facebook account and lets you hang out with up to 20 people at a time in a virtual space. So when I was like, ooh, I want to make an avatar for 
the metaverse, I actually was thinking of Horizon Worlds. Mm -hmm. I, you know, kept hearing about Mark Zuckerberg talking about the fucking metaverse, and I thought it was just something he made, and I didn't know that's what it was called. Um, and first announced in September 20, uh, 2019 as a private beta version, Horizon World has evolved from primarily being a Minecraft-like environment for building games to more of a social platform. It's thousands of beta testers, beta testers, I'm sorry, have held regular comedy shows, movie nights, and meditation sessions. They've also built elaborate objects, like a replica of the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. So apparently you could do all sorts of bullshit. Um, hey, Marissa. Uh-huh? If it makes people happy, and it's not hurting them. I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> Just all the bullshit. <laughs> Um, however, uh, no, not however, just, it's worth pointing out that while all these people are saying you need a VR headset to get into this, many experts argue that you don't necessarily need a VR headset to get into the little M metaverse. Fucking shit. Guys, I'm going to move out of Philly soon. <laughs> and fucking wait. I'll regret it when I'm not here and I live in the boonies. And I have to walk three miles to get to a CVS. Yeah. Well, thankfully... No, I can't walk anywhere, Pete. But thankfully, it, the Ubers aren't expensive. Anyway. Um, sorry. Okay. So yeah, you don't necessarily need a headset to get into the little M metaverse. Um, in fact, Meta slash Facebook is planning to bring its Horizon World's social metaverse platform to the web, uh, said Meta CTO Andrew Bosworth. Being available on the web would mark a major expansion for the platform, which is currently only available on its Quest VR headsets. Headsets. Though accessing the metaverse... Um, oh, there's also a possibility that in the future it will also come to perhaps your smartphone or your tablet. Um, but that would, of course, take away some of the immersive aspect. But um, probably, you know, get more people hyped about it. Um, now, even though it's in its early stages, you know, I didn't even know how the fuck to access it. Uh, experts do believe a large portion of people will be in the metaverse in some way by 2030. Um, but decide, you know, there being a lot of buzz around it right now. The idea still needs a lot of work. Um, the first challenge is, of course, the accessibility of the hardware it requires. Um, I don't know what the fuck Google Cardboard is, but I sure don't have $300 for a fucking Oculus whatever. Um, and then there is the need for interoperability, allowing you to take virtual items like clothes or cars from one platform to another. So if there's different ways you have to access the metaverse, like, I mean, currently you can't, like, I'm sure you can't take your your Fortnite shirt and wear it in Horizon Worlds. What? But, you know, if you really have people pumped about it, you're going to want there to be like, more value uh, to what you spend your money on in, in the metaverse. Um, many experts believe that that, that, like, that, that ability to inter interoperability is a hard word to say, that that is key for the metaverse to really, you know, gain popularity. There will also be legal and commercial challenges, too, apart from figuring out who will police the metaverse. Um, a new story a while ago was that a woman was her avatar was groped on the on the Horizon Worlds uh, metaverse thing. Um, 
also, there's no guarantee that people will want to even engage with the metaverse if it's not cool enough. If it's just fucking eating chicken nuggets and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I had. Did you learn anything? In November, Meta's new CTO, Andrew Bosworth, said he planned to institute a quote-unquote almost Disney level of safety across the company's metaverse operations thus confirming that Zuckerbergian digital universe intends to be a sexless place. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to lose out on a lot of people. Everyone on Second Life is just going to keep playing on Second Life because Second Life is like known for its like furry sex shit, isn't it? There's um a, a, a few different pro-sex platforms that you'd be able to use. Um... And also Bluetooth sex toys that will make your virtual experience feel real. Whoa, nice. <laughs> so yeah, that that yeah, helps. It's like, it's kind of close to what I thought because Yeah, and, and it like Second Life was around like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Does this make it more like realistic like what's changed since then just accessibility to the to the platforms i mean accessibility but also i think i mean again maybe i just was doing it wrong but i didn't know how to do anything in second life i don't think you yeah you know, i think there's gonna be way more stuff you can do that's not behind like a paywall in at least some of these metaverses it seemed like I you mean, really I, needed to know stuff in order to build things you know that yeah, sort of stuff. It wasn't like way more user friendly. Yeah, like in Roblox, I believe you're building also, stuff, but um, but you're building it with blocks. It's pretty straightforward. But uh, you didn't have blocks in Second Life. You had to like make blocks, and I was like, man, this is gonna take forever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was really missing out on something. I was like, I don't even get this. I, I will say I created an avatar for something on something. <laughs> Before I didn't realize the metaverse wasn't a one-access thing, I made some sort of 3D avatar that I was supposed to be able to like download and import into some metaverse program, and I was impressed with the like with the um, customization features. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they give you some banging ass avatars. I will tell you this: I won't go on anyone's fucking metaverse shit if they don't have a banging ass avatar because I am so serious about having any avatar I make in any context wear really cool clothes and have a really cool haircut. <laughs> and I will not play your game without that. I will not anyway. join your metaverse until the hardware is as lightweight as my glasses and mm. and I can like taste the chicken nuggets from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> okay I mean I would love that because I can't eat chicken nuggets so if I could taste them and not have a gluten problem I mean count me in mm-hmm. something about the Wendy's chicken yeah. nugget it like absorbs the oils that it's fried in I don't that don't sound great to no me, it doesn't okay. it doesn't but it is <laughs> uh. So, so which yeah, platform um, do you want to plug? Guys, I hope you learned something. Oof, gross. Uh, no, I am plugging 
uh, I'm just going to plug Best Fiends because it's so innocent. <laughs> I'm going to plugs plug the the mobile game best fiends and sometimes i don't like saying i play mobile games because it makes me seem like i'm just one of those like lame casual gamers i like console games but and but best fiends is just really fun to, to spend time and you can't and take it, your console on the train yeah exactly well you can't take your switch but that's neither here nor there um but it doesn't it's just easy Okay, that's it. The game is fun. It's easy to get a sense of satisfaction. I actually like yelled out in joy yesterday when I beat a level I've been working for a while. And like, I don't have to like fucking interact with like weird companies and shit. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like Best Fiends. They have it's ads. Fun puzzle. What? They have ads. You get to see a lot of Merge Mansion ads. God, they do have a lot of Merge Mansion. <laughs> no, but you know what? Thank God. You only watch ads if you totally run out of lives and you want to, like, sort of buy lives. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you're never forced to watch a commercial you don't want to, thank God. So I, I do appreciate that. Very nice. How are you? I wanted to <clears throat> plug our Patreon poll, which goes up this week. Um where we just, we, you know, we're asking our patrons kind of what they like, what they would like to have more of, that sort of thing. Uh, because I've been working on some video things. Marissa's been working on some audio things for the Patreon. And, uh, yeah, you know, I know there's an RSS feed. And if you're like, I only look at the audio things because it comes through the RSS feed, maybe we'll do some more RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, take it. There's only like seven of you. Yeah. <laughs> You give us money. We'd like to like. We'd like to. What the fuck? We'd like to reward you. And um, if everybody hates Pete's previews, like if people are like, "No, I'm not going to watch any videos you terrible scumbags make." Well, then that'll save me some time. <laughs> also, why are you so if mean? Yeah, <laughs> only watch them sparingly. You only watch them sparingly. I really appreciated the latest Pete previews for what was the movie? Vengeance. Vendetta. Vendetta, yeah, that looks fantastic. I can't watch it because it looks too violent for me, but I love that it exists. Um, I love the review exists, and I love that the movie exists. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, oh, I had a story I wanted to share with you all, but I'm too tired, and I need to think of a proper way to tell it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give that to you next week, guys. <laughs> but for now, no, you can no. always call us at 570-PODWOD1. You can also text us there. You can slide yeah, you into Marissa's DMs. At Riss Vandal. You can email us at shout at yallheard.me. Our website is yallheard.me, too. Oh, that's right. Uh, and for May, we're going to try to get those reviews up. So why don't you pull out the keyboard or open your mobile apps and slide up to five stars, baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please, and if you don't like us, just don't fucking review us, okay? Yeah, stop listening, you, you idiot. Cooch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oopsie. Um, I was gonna say, ooh, we should have a. This made no sense. I that's why I stopped myself. I was gonna be like, 
Guys, I'm moving soon. We should have a Patreon going away party. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Me moving doesn't affect anything whatsoever. Give us some time, They're and never- we'll have a Metaverse homecoming, or uh, what, do, what do you, housewarming party for you. Party, <laughs> yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, guys, so, uh... I brought you some safe. digital wine. Everyone's fucking get COVID. What? I brought you some digital wine to celebrate your new home. Ridiculous. Oh, somewhat oh, ridiculous. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Stay, stay sassy. Bye. Bye. Bye.